Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. This week's episode is with the brilliant and hilarious Benny Drama. We discuss what it was like growing up in Boise, Idaho, the youngest of four, how changing his major in college changed his life, and the upside of having a shitty first job. We also get a look into his creative process, the advice he would have given his 18-year-old self, and how to deal with the negative aspects of the internet. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where Davide and I answer your relationship questions and see if it's one of yours. Hi. Hi, babe. Your house is beautiful. Oh my God. Um, it's a false sense, uh, or it's, it's, it's false because this was like my parents' house that okay. I, like I didn't like buy this house, so... Yeah. And they've had it. My dad bought this house in the fucking 80s. Oh my God. But thank it's you. beautiful. It's a full sense of wealth. Hi. Oh, we love that. Um, do you love living in LA? It's been um, only under quarantine <laughs> in LA. But um, I have to say, in comparison to New York quarantine, it's amazing. You would um, be yeah. so... I mean, well, I guess you would be probably pushing out videos all day long every day. Yes, but it's a little bit more space to do it here. Yeah, <laughs> like, instead of your closet in New York City. I have like ceilings that aren't. Well, look at the light that's coming in too. You're like know. total beautiful LA light. I know, it's, it's so nice. And I just finished a Kardashian one this morning. That's where my eyes are. <laughs> I was wearing my LPA bodysuit, you know, I was. Honestly, like I, it brings me so much joy. It brings my oh, family joy that you wear LPA in those videos. I'll wear it until I die that bodysuit. It has seen too much, but a lot of the boys in my office wear that bodysuit, and I'm always like, "Where are your dick and your balls right now?" Because the oh, yeah, crotch on that thing is not. Up into my muscle, I think <laughs> it's usually where they are when I'm Kim. But um, honestly, it's so smooth up top. I really do love it. Thank you. So we start every pod. Well, thank you for doing this. Of course, you're my first guest. Stop. Yeah. Oh my god, this is you were like sister- the first person I emailed. I love it. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, so we start every podcast uh, with your high and low of the week, if you wouldn't mind letting me know what that is. 
So I think my high of the week was, oh my God. I think my high of the week was finding out that a close friend of mine, Allie Weiss, that her dad was okay because he was in the oh, for a long time with Corona. And so that was like terrifying for a few days. Like I've had many a dinner with her dad and her. Oh. And truly, he is an angel. So I was like so, so worried about that. Um, so that was a really nice high hearing that he's okay and that she is also okay. And my love... The quarantine video also was a really fun high. That was a long time to make that. It like literally took years. So that was, um, what was a low? It doesn't have to be even anything bad. It could be like you stubbed your toe or like your couch didn't arrive on time. Oh, okay. Well then you nailed it. I don't have a couch still. So (laughs) who cares and watch fucking like Tiger King and anything else on TV every single night or making the cut is our new one. But um, yeah, we sit on these like baby chairs. <laughs> so actually, yes, West Elm, where's my couch? <laughs> I literally ordered it years ago. At but, West Elm. Okay. Yeah. So I want to know, obviously everybody knows you as fun and drama on Instagram and you're creating so much joy for the world with these amazing videos. But I also want to know, I want to like talk about where you grew up, yeah. your childhood, all that kind of stuff. So where did, did you grow up? So I grew up in Boise, Idaho. Which I love, uh, by the way. I love Idaho. Yeah. Have you been to Idaho? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yay. Okay. What parts? Um, Hayden Lake. Beautiful. Okay. And Boise. Oh, oh my God. I always love when someone actually has been to Boise. It's beautiful. Because I I went to Georgetown. So anytime kids, these like very wealthy East Coast kids would be like, yeah, no, I've been to Idaho. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, what? So you must have gone to Boise. And they're like, no, I went to Sun Valley. And I was like, yeah, but then you would have had to gone like through the airport. Flown into Boise. Went to Sun Valley. I was like, like, okay. Oh, on your private jet? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that's great. That's really cool. Same. Um, so I love when people actually stop in Boise. It's beautiful. It's a very lovely place. Um, so I grew up there, same house my entire life. Um, went to Catholic schools my entire life as well. You were in the closet all through high school. In college. Until my senior year of college is when I... I did the thing. Yeah. (laughs) We went full out. Did you have girlfriends in high school? I had, I guess officially I had one, but I would have like flings with girls. And then I'm sure now maybe they, they have some peace. Yeah. (laughs) After (laughs) seeing the news. Um, Yeah. I mean, I would just definitely kind of be like ghost and flaky and, but like, I, I think uh, I, I was like as honest as I could have been at the time. Yeah, Um, of course process but it was like yeah I mean some you know like my boyfriend he was in like full relationships for a long time and a lot of them I just didn't I couldn't do that <laughs> I was a little bit no yeah of course I, yeah I was when like it gets to sexual stuff you're like uh like oh my god yeah this is actually um <laughs> sick yeah I'm not drunk again they're like wait I didn't see you drink tonight I'm like yeah no I'm I'm an alcoholic I guess um yeah it was just it, it was not the vibe. I um, And you were like a it, full football player. I mean, and you're gorgeous. So I feel like, did every girl just like die for you? I don't know. I, I didn't feel necessary. This is such that like interview where I'm like, I didn't feel popular. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely 
wasn't like by any means a ladies man. Um, I feel like college is when I definitely like blossomed and felt at least a little bit more confident in myself. Um, and that was the time when I, I felt like my relationships were with women were as close to a real relationship mm-hmm. as, you know, like a, you know, like relationship relationship. Cause I was just a little bit more myself in college. Uh, Georgetown's but, an incredible school. So like, congratulations for going there. My God. Thank you. It, was I mean, that your was, goal school? Was that like your top pick? Well, no. Cause I, I watched all those fucking, you know, those teen shows where everybody wants to go to Yale. So I thought I, <laughs> like, um, you know, everyone in gossip girls going to Yale. So I, <laughs> I love that. That's like, and I still watch Netflix shows and I swear to God, like they always want to go to like Yale or Harvard. They I'm always like, want to go to Yale or Harvard. Yeah. I'm like, I just do not understand that. But so at first it was Yale and I, I like was so committed to that. And then my sister went to Georgetown um, and I had visited and I thought DC was amazing and it was really pretty. Um, the campus is gorgeous. So I fortunately got in. You were a good student, obviously, clearly. I was psycho. I mean, there's, um, there's an interesting book about like coming out called Velvet Rage. And it talks about how when you're in the closet, you'll just like focus on pretty much everything else except your deep dive yeah so I like made sure I got straight A's I made sure I was like you know good as good as I could be at sports Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) but I I don't know about my hand-eye coordination (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it looks cute though Um, wow what position did you play in your football team oh wide receiver (laughs) that's a major position major position I had to like catch and stuff yes you score the touchdowns such a stress. Well, yeah. So I think it felt kind of performative because it was like, if I, you know, scored a touchdown, it's like maybe the rush of what I feel now when I do like live shows. Yeah, so of like, course. It makes sense. Like, of course I had the kind of glitzy role. I wasn't like- On special me. teams or something. Yeah. But then every now and then you just get like fucking shit knocked out of you. I know. Like, okay, wait, My dad was a professional football player. He had um, CTE. Oh my God. Yeah. That was like my mom's worst fear. And I was so glad. I remember after my last game, I've never felt like, I don't even know if there's an equivalent. Maybe when I finish like my tour or something, I've never felt like so relieved about oh, something. Yeah. I think when I came out, like <laughs> when I walked out that football field for the last time and I was like, bitch, we are done. Done here. Yeah. For- all that practice, what, six days a week. I mean, that's your life. You played for four years. I mean, I, of course, that's what I took from it. I'm like, I have bad skin right now. Like, I, I hated it for like, oh, so gross. So dirty. And just like, uh, and like, I, in my next live show, I've written a lot about kind of like locker room talk and like that I felt kind of like I was like Drew Barrymore and Never Been Kissed, like spying on everybody. Oh my God. And I could tell girls like what these guys were saying because it was despicable. Disgusting. That was terrible, but oh my god, here now, baby. And so, what was your major at Georgetown? Like, what did you think that you wanted? I always say, what did you think you wanted to be? Because obviously, like when you're 18, you don't fucking know anything. And I mean, I grew up in Idaho, so it was like no one that I know. Maybe I'm offending somebody, but no one that I knew that I know of was like an actor or yeah, comedian that had come from Idaho. So, and kind of whenever I found myself like reading GQ all the time, it would say like, this person is the son of this director. And I was like, okay, chic. I guess yeah. that like, like a fact. 
Yeah, I'm like, thanks, mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> like, you guys really helped me out on that one. <laughs> so I went to Georgetown and I am youngest sibling. So I just kind of at first did what my siblings had recommended, which was sweet of them. But I then got there and was like, okay, I have no interest in business school. And I also have no interest in studying government. And so then I switched to English. Uh, an English major, and then I got into the film school at Georgetown. So I'm an English major, film and media studies minor. Amazing. Yeah. What year was- did you switch to film? So I got in, it started my, I think you, okay, so I applied my sophomore year, and then I got in my junior year. And so my junior and senior year, it was kind of like all film. And I feel like that obviously like changed my life. Well, yeah, and I think that's a great lesson for kids listening like I switched, I got into the new school. Um, I got into Eugene Lang and realized within my first semester that I wanted to go into like design and merchandising and business. So I switched and I think people get really nervous to do that or think it's complicated, but like, it's not. It's not. And then it sparks those light bulbs go off in your head. Of course. And I think that is the one thing, like, <laughs> this is terrible. I hope my parents never... They will listen, but I just don't know if I learned anything else in college other than that switch, I guess. Like that to me. That's normal. I don't remember all the other shit. I remember just my favorite classes. Yeah. I'm like, I I really don't, I, I can't think of what I took away more than just like knowing that that switch was necessary and finally having to like sit with myself and be like, oh yeah, I like literally have no interest in finance. Like yeah. I can't even like, thank god I, you didn't fake that fucking whole route oh my god yeah which i mean i i think as like a youngest sibling was like terrifying how many are older than you so i have two older sisters and one older brother um youngest so of it four feels, it's big now one more and like you know we're mormon so <laughs> like, i'm one of five but they're half siblings but i think there really is something to being the youngest like my husband's the youngest too yeah it's it just as a um well i think birth order is like my new interest. And I think I might start making videos about you it. You so, have to. Yeah. Because it's, like it's mid- a real thing. Middle children protect me everywhere I go. Like my, my boyfriend is one, my best friend. Like I <laughs> children around me because I need someone to make decisions. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm cool with everything. And then it's like, <laughs> I end up getting things I hate. But yeah. It's, it's interesting. I and are you, life. are you close with your family? I am. Yeah. I'm super close. Good. They're all, I have a different relationship with each of my siblings, which I think is, um, I feel lucky in, in that way. Cause it's like, you know, my oldest is, we have quite a, an age gap. So my oldest feels like, like another mom, like my teen mom. <laughs> and then my sister who lives here with me is like, feels like we grew up together. Cute. And then my brother is very like protective and you know, it's like, it's, it's great. So That's so nice. Okay. So then you're at Georgetown and you get your heart starts sparking because now you know what you want to do. So what did you do post-college? So post-college, I moved to New York. Um, I met my boyfriend who I still have. And I was working for this startup. It was horrible. And I was making their videos and editing their videos. What neighborhood were you living in? I was in Bushwick. Nice. Off of Morgan Stop. Yeah. I was Ooh. like- by some of the factories and so it was great. Um, it was just like, um, you know, like down my street, you could see like the Chrysler building from Bushwick. Like you could get that view. I know was, that view. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it was just very, um, it felt like, oh my God, I've made it. And, and I feel lucky that my post coming out life 
I felt very lucky in each moment of it. But every time I get to the next thing, I'm like, I can't believe I enjoyed that or felt lucky in that moment. <laughs> yeah. I like couldn't, I like couldn't even afford fucking like my Dunkin' iced coffee in the morning, but I was like, I'm in New York and like I'm doing it. So that job sucked, but it taught me how to edit really aggressively. Like I had to edit so much for them that it just made me super fast at editing. Which um, is so hard. So that's incredible. It, what it is, is it's like, it's one of those things. It's a lot like Photoshop. I'm sure that. <laughs> Same like thing. I, it's just, it's like the more hours you spend, the, the easier and the faster. And then it just is all intuitive. I could never teach it to someone because I'm like, oh yeah, you just like press. Boom, 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 know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And like Kim no longer has a green. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, yeah, it just, I'm fortunate I had that job, but I hated it. Um, and then I got but, fired. But that's important because all those jobs that you hate, like ultimately there's something... Like you learn how to fucking edit. Like there's always something in those shitty moments that makes sense in your, in your story. It's like, there's, yeah, there's something to be said for like, I don't know, that kind of, that feeling of like, wow, this is hell. So now I have to like get really creative to get myself out of this. Mm -hmm. Make sure, um, which I'm sure you felt that kind of like, oh shit, like this cannot be my life. So I was in the park with Terry one day and he was like, why is your Instagram private? If you say you want to be an actor and you're making all these sketches, why, why wouldn't you like share that? Yeah. And I think at the time I was still scared that I would post a video and everyone would be like, die faggot. So I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to make this public. Um, but once I did it, just kind of like when it goes, it goes. And it just like poured out of me, more characters happened. And then the week I got fired from the job, I got signed to WME. I was like, no, it was that quick. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They don't play any games. <laughs> they come fast, but you know, I had to prove myself to them. Cause it was like, you know, I had some meetings at first after a few videos really hit. It was like after my queer eye video and then I posted a few more. And then I got, I got what was the video that you think really, or not you think, but the video that really launched this whole thing. I think my Queer Eye parody, because I hope that, like, I pride myself in making videos that I think maybe points out something that you hadn't noticed. noticed. So, like, everybody wanted, um, like, a Tiger King parody. And I'm like, what I took from that is that a lot of these people thought they loved animals, but they love money more. And that's not a funny parody. You know what I mean? Like, that's no, not going <laughs> to... Yeah, I'm like, that's, <laughs> you're not going to laugh at that. And also, like, this already feels like a parody. Like, this is... Their costumes. There's nothing I can elevate to make it more ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas like Cheer or a Queer Eye, you watch it and I don't think you necessarily think it needs a parody. But then once you make it, it's like, oh my God, yeah, that is kind of funny. And the editing is weird and, you know, stuff like that. So. I also think it's, um, first of all, it takes like a creative mind to like spot those moments that then can be like comical. But I also think it goes back to like the funniest things are things that are like true. Yeah. Oh, always. So, you know, you're really good. Like, especially the um, astrology videos are like, I'm a Scorpio and I'm like, your Scorpio videos are so dark. Scorpio. <laughs> I know. So Scorpio has been mad at me lately, but I'm like, unfortunately I have to be honest. It's what I am. So I can't lie in that way. I'm like, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm spilling our secrets. But yeah, God, I love, oh, of course you're a Scorpio. That makes so much sense. Scorpio, Scorpio I, rising. Yeah. Oh, have, I, I know. 
I, I, I can control it now. I couldn't when I was younger. Um, who is like the biggest celebrity who's DM'd you? Oh my God. A DM. Dua Lipa was very sweet. She's the nicest person. She's absolutely angelic. So well-spoken. That album is hot fire. Heaven. That probably the best album cover I've seen in a really long time. And I usually, like, I find myself disappointed in aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. Like, I'm always that. like, who got paid? Like, I'll do it for free so I don't have to see it. Yeah. I'm like, this makes me so sad because I love it so much and it could have been gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's she was just so sweet. And I... um it's always fun when somebody will like tell you like a favorite video or, or they're like, you know, um, or that I'm a huge fan of them and then they come through. But I think that's probably the, the latest one that I was kind of like shook from it. Like, you know, I was I, like, so knelt. excited when the Kardashian started commenting. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that was like a like, long time coming. I was surprised they didn't sooner. Long time. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm, you know, I tried to never, make a video about anything that I don't find myself like loving or like enjoying. So I I was like, I hope they don't think this is mean. And like, it's not supposed to be mean spirited. It's literally just parody. And I hope like instead maybe you're like, it's fun. And you know, that it's like not flat. I mean, it's, it's it's never flattering, but that it's like, you know, still all in good fun. Um, And then when they did, yeah, it was on the Christmas one. And I thought maybe that might've been my meanest one. So I was a little worried. And then when they did, I was like, okay, good. They know it's a joke. They all make fun of themselves so much and are so mean to each other that I think they probably all thought that like you were spot on with like how they talk shit to the other ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, oh my God. It's just that like- Chris, you doing Chris Jenner is so fucking nuts. She's so fun to be. She's never said anything, which that would send me- through the roof. Stratosphere. But I saw her one day when I first started working for Reformation. Our office was in New York around the corner from opening ceremony. And it was like just when Smile to Go had opened. And mm-hmm. I used to, we used to walk over there and get like cookies in the afternoon. And there was a big SUV outside of opening ceremony. And I was like, damn, someone like super famous is in opening ceremony right now. RIP opening ceremony. Oh. <laughs> I know. I used to get top. It was the only place that sold Top Shop before Top Shop even had a website. They had like you can go upstairs in the back, and there was like a secret Top Shop area. Oh this God. is like 2006. I was unbebe, yeah. and she walked out, and without even thinking, I just went, "Mom!" <laughs> oh, and she laughed, and I was like, "Can I take a photo with you?" Like my dad was actually friends with your. Um, late husband and she was like oh my god and took like the most loving photo with me that's so fun I um I don't know what I would do if I saw her it like stresses if I think about it like seeing her or Lana yeah I don't know what I would do I I just assume I would like Lana also what an icon oh my god that was you doing Lana is but my favorite I have to say honestly my favorite video is the one that you just did at fashion week Oh, with turquoise. <laughs> at, um, yeah, that was, so, we need to do that at like something with LPA. We have, because every single person you interviewed didn't get it. Yeah. Like they didn't think it was a parody. That's why I love Fashion Week so much. It's just like. And you went to like the perfect show. It was perfect. We had a neck brace on and no one said a single thing. Like I thought, 
because we we did the costume so fast and we we literally were in the v files basement and i had brought the neck brace because i'm like i just need something in case there's like in case nothing else joke. so we found turquoise's red velvet rope that i hooked onto her belt loops and was like that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> And I had that neck brace and I was like, okay, so if somebody is awkward in an interview, I can always rely on, they'll bring up the neck brace. No one brought it up. They're, they're just like, okay, fashion. No, I'm didn't like, someone bring it up and you were like, this, this is, no, someone did, someone was like, what happened? And you were like, this is, would you say it's Gautier or Marcella? And I knew him. Oh. <laughs> I was like, can someone around like, here? Can someone ask him? <laughs> Literally, I'm like, I have my joke ready to go. Like, I just. Yeah. Oh God. Now you know the secrets. But. but why I know that, I mean, why I why I thought that was ultimately so fucking incredibly good is um and I think for people who don't know or haven't like studied comedy, you your improv is unfucking believable. And that's really I, I did comedy sports in high school. Um I don't want to hey. brag or anything. Okay. okay. <laughs> improv, what's up, UCB? And that was always something that um, I thought, okay, if I'm a creative person and if I do want to make video content, because that's what I thought I wanted to do, like there's really no way to practice whether or not you get it or are quick or have it in your brain unless you can do fucking improv. And what was so impressive to me about that video is that obviously I'm sure you knew you had some things to say, but the way you improvised through that whole thing and you were fucking brilliant the whole time it was like mm, got it yep nailed it that person boom every single fucking like it was a slam dunk thank you we were running on fumes that i think that's what kind of helps it's like i my first take is always my best um as far as like skits because i'm just like ready and i i like getting stuff done quickly mm-hmm. so when it was like i don't know it's like maybe i just um, I had always seen the characters as needing to be in that environment to like fully blossom. Mm-hmm. So being there and finally like having the access and Kim Shui was like actually so chill about it and like wanted it. that yeah. it was like, I, I mean, I, that was the last bit of energy I had for like the year of 2019. <laughs> like, I gave it all that I had and I will never have that energy again. I guess that was 2020. Oh my God. That feels like four years. Was it? Jesus. Well, 2020 doesn't count. Um, that one's near and dear to me. That's the, I mean, I mean, that one's, I mean, the cheer one, obviously, because I, my husband and I binge watched it like so hard. And then your videos came out like the next day. And that was when my husband got hooked on you because normally he's like, he's not very like an internet-y. He's like very, like yeah. doesn't. And when the cheer videos, he was just dying. Because it's really, and the parents of what's her face? Who's the brown haired one? Who's like the most famous one? Gabby. Her mom. Gabby's fucking parent nailed it. I'm sorry. I Why just, are you not promoting your sister's swimsuit brand? Literally, and, I was like, I was watching, and I was watching this like this girl who just has so much pressure put on her. She's so was, over it too. Oh, and like literally, she's always like still chill with her. But, like she's never like fighting them back or like. No. It was like I would literally be such a bitch to my mom if she was doing this. <laughs> Don't ever do. I'm like I'm not selling my sister's bikini line. Not that I wouldn't sell my sister's. <laughs> not that bad of a kid, but holy shit. Okay, that makes me happy that hubby's watching. Hello, what's good? Oh, he April. thinks you're to die for funny. Loves it. So, what's kind of your? I don't even want to say like creative process because that sounds so lame. But like, really, what is that? So, like, when you're sitting at home, and then how do you? 
also on top of that, like, how do you build these like little worlds? Oh my God. It's, um, well, some of it's really fun. Like I, a one that is like that you're a part of is that, um, I had an idea when I was in LA cause I was driving with my friend and we drove by the mall and it was the KKW pop or the Kylie pop up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would love to finally take Kim out of the green screen and go and walk through that. And so I was like, okay, I have that idea. Let, let me just, and this is what happens. Like I'll get an idea and I'll be like, okay, let me go to my notes app. Let's see how much we could pull, like how many lines that just immediately come to me and see mm-hmm. if this is it. And then if it like flows quickly, I know that it's going to like. So you'll like essentially write like a little script for yourself. Yes. I always have like my notes and like, I'll just immediately go. So that one, I wrote that script in like five minutes. I was like, this makes so much sense. It's going to be so funny. And then it was like, okay, I need to have her like latex pants. Um, I was like, LPA just posted this bodysuit. I need to have this wig. So we have to drive to a wig store. So it's like, some of it can be really quick or some I'll just stew about for like years. And then finally it'll like rise to the top of my mind and I'll be like, okay, yeah, maybe it's time to like see if that one can happen. But some are like, like the signs in quarantine, that script was super quick. And then it was just like, boom, I had that costume. I had that corset ready. I was like, okay, we're going. I was already filming another thing in that outfit. So it's just like, sometimes it will be like such a rush and kind of a whirlwind or sometimes I'll just sit with it for literally like, you know, I would say the me in a closet skit, I had filmed like eight months prior to it coming out or, but something like cheer, I filmed two hours prior to it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it, it's, um, it's great, but it, it can just be like a conversation, a drive by a mall and you see. LA kind of- must be once, especially once we're out of quarantine, like you're gonna, like you need like, to, we got to do like an air one. Hopefully I live next to it. So yeah. It's <laughs> yeah it's we got to do, there's, there's, there's plenty. I think New York, um, New York, I've run dry. <laughs> like I can't do it anymore. There's just LA is just such a it's such a ridiculous place. Yeah. But there's every, I mean, I've gathered so many lines even since I've been here. Like <laughs> in being in line at like a grocery store in this new era we're living in where you're in a line. You're in a supreme line. <laughs> yeah, I've gathered some good stuff. I'm very excited. But I've also had a lot of fun shooting indoors. Like LA has been um, clear, a very nice place for me to be while I make this stuff. So, yeah, so. definitely. We're very lucky to be here. Lucky during the quarantine. Were there any clients that like you wanted to work with when this started happening? Like, were you pitching yourself to people and did you get like good feedback right away? Because I, a lot of like what we talk about in this podcast is when you, it's like really like that journey. Cause I, like, I know that a couple years ago I pitched you for something and someone else I know pitched you for something. And those people were like, oh, we don't need anybody doing that for us. Like, we'll be fine. And now everyone is like, fuck, I should have said yes. And I'm like, yeah, hello. <laughs> like, we saw that. Do you, did you have like a lot of those moments? Um, you know, I probably, I, I mean, I hope I did. I, I never did it myself necessarily. I just knew that I, like, I've never like accepted product that I don't, use or like mm-hmm. and I, 
And like, I tag and I feel like I've always been like, why would I not want someone to know where to get something if they want to get it? Like, that's yeah. so and we'll honestly like distract them from the video if I don't just tell them my lipstick. <laughs> like if it, I don't want you to like literally get pissed that you don't know what lip gloss I'm wearing. It's also hilarious to me that someone would want to know what lip gloss I'm wearing. So I'm like, fuck yeah, go buy it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I've, I've n- never like pitched myself to like make something for a brand. It's mostly like they've come to me and if I like the product or I, I love the brand. Or I mean, you're so lucky. I feel lucky in that way. Yeah. Where it's like, I, at first I think I, I was just pitching to get free stuff from, <laughs> you know, I yeah, was duh. like, you don't need to pay for all those props. And then I was using all this terrible makeup that was just making my skin so red. And like, I mean, my lips were stained from my first Kris Jenner video. I bought this like $3 red lipstick. Oh. My boyfriend was laughing for like weeks because it was like, I had like a, a lip stain for months. So I was like, I can't, I need to go get good makeup. And then finally one day this girl, um, who did PR for Marc Jacobs was like, come, we'll give you everything. (laughs) (laughs) My skin, like, you know, shed so many tears that day. But, um, what do your parents think about the videos? I, so for a while, I think they were scared of the internet. Like I was maybe I had just come out. So I think it was kind of maybe like, holy shit. A lot at once. And then they came to my first live show in New York at Caroline's. And it was like this, um, this moment where they could see all of my children <laughs> in the room who had come to the show. We're so excited by it. We're celebrating it. And maybe we're even like participating in, in a lot of ways. Like there were people who dressed up like me as Kris Jenner. Like it was just. No, that's just beautiful. Really, it was just like amazing moment. So I think from that point on, they understood like, wow, the internet does have the the power to do this. And like- They saw your community too. Yeah. And they're like, you don't have to, you know, drop off your headshot at an agency and be like, please let me be in something. It's like, I can make it myself if you don't want to cast me. Like that's on you. I'll do it. I'll do it in my green screen. And like, I'll probably even find a way to like have more people see it because like people are on the internet. They're on their phones. And like, they want- I think they want escapes in a lot of ways. Um, and so, yeah, I think lately too, it's always fun when they really hook onto one. Like my mom loves my star is born video. And <laughs> like everything is, she like relates it back to that as her favorite. So clearly I have not made one that she likes more, but um, it is funny. And my dad like loves Annie. Like he, that's his favorite. That's so, so cute. When you take a different path, Cause I remember when I moved to New York, I did a bunch of different things. My parents were kind of like, what are you doing? But like, we trust you, but like, should we trust you? And it wasn't until I started doing things and they saw that my community. Fashion, talk about it. Like an industry that is like, people are not like a parent is naturally terrified of. It's like Hollywood and fashion. So like. The two like worst things for parents. Of course. That everybody says is so cutthroat. Especially normal parents too, who are just like, my my mom was a housewife and my dad was like a dentist and a football coach. And so he was like, I feel parents, poor parents sometimes that they can feel so lost when they can't give you advice on something. Oh, of course. Does your mom wear your designs? Oh my God, all the time. She's such a shit bitch because we get things like shipped here all the time and she just opens stuff and takes it. 
good girl. She That's opens cool. every box and has my name on it. Also, I'm like, you're 70 and we're in a fucking pandemic and every day we're scared you're going to get sick and die. Why are you touching my boxes? Yeah, no, no, no. Don't, don't do it. That's every parent, I swear to God. I'll see all- her spray stuff. She's like, it's fine. Like, no, girl. <laughs> like, saw on that. Uh-uh. No, that's literally how I feel with my parents. They're always, like, calling me when they're on the way to, like, Home Depot. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go Yeah. I, oh, that would be me. Oh, my God. If one of my siblings was in fashion. Oops. Yeah. That's, they just take everything. Makeup comes. <laughs> when I have makeup PR come, they're like, what's good? I'm like, hey, now you me. Earlier, you hated me for, like, being in the living room and making it. For being in the living room. Having Kardashian wigs all over the living room. <laughs> That's not my life anymore in New York. We, I did not have a studio. <laughs> yeah. Fuck New York. I'm so happy of space now. Okay. One of my favorite questions. What is your morning routine? My morning routine? Lately, I have been very anxious when I wake up. Obviously, <laughs> because of what is going mm-hmm. on. So I love watching, um, I love watching makeup videos. They make me feel so. You do? Such a makeup guy. So I love like Katie Jane Hughes. Okay. I watch her makeup so consistently. Celine, why did I just, Celine, you know, when you can only just picture it written out. Yes. And, but you've never had to say it out loud. So you have no clue. Oh, yeah. Like Celine underscore Bernard, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll tag her. Um, but. She, uh, yeah, just watching people do makeup makes me feel really good. Um, then sometimes I'll scroll through my footage right when I wake up if I've just shot something um, and like delete anything I, I don't want to have to deal with in editing later. Mm-hmm. This is like upon awakening. Yes. I'm like, you're still on, in bed. I'm, yes, I'm on my phone immediately. And then. Um, well, do you read the comments on your videos? Not on horoscope ones anymore because they're just I'm sensitive so people are just a little too you're sensitive I am sensitive yeah what sign are you Scorpio you are too yes I'm a selfish bitch I told you I was and I didn't even ask you where you were when's your birthday November 3rd I'm the 12th oh you're Terry's birthday you're two Scorpios yeah I'm very sensitive so I mean we occasionally some things will just like piss me off because I I think about maybe the process of the, like when somebody requests a video or says something like negative in my DMs and they do not follow me, I'm like, you literally can't even take the simple thing of support. Like if there is one easy way to support somebody that you like the work of, you just follow them, follow and Mm -hmm. get over your little ratio thing. Like it is so easy to support people. Like, that number is how so many of us are able to like pay our rent or like actually get cast in something. Mm-hmm. So that too, I'm like, no, you don't get to request a new Zodiac video for you. You don't even support me. I don't like, show up to your desk job and say, hey, yeah. fucking Phil, your Excel sheet fucking blows. Exactly. I'm like, I don't, yeah. It just makes, it flusters me. And it just like, it's such a... Um, in the words of Kardashian, it's just like bad vibes. I just don't like it. So what I try to do, if there's ever like a shitty comment, if I can't think of like a funny little quip to maybe like, if they want that moment, then I'll take the moment away from them. That is fun to me. Like if they're trying to be funny, like I'll make sure I'm funnier. Mm-hmm. But um, then if not, I'll just read a, 
a sweet comment because there's plenty. There's way more sweet comments. Since we got to remember, there's way more supportive comments. Exactly. People are just like, there are so many people out there that are instead supportive and kind. And if they don't like something, they just fucking scroll like a normal person. I just am like, oh, yeah. You what does Terry do? He's over here. He works for VaynerMedia. Chic. Yeah. He's and how many years have you been together? We've been together for almost four years. Which yeah. is 25 in gay it's, land. It's 25 in gay. And um, yeah, we met right right when kind of each of us came out. I had like dated um, a few people, but had never been in like a, a really serious relationship my entire life. And then um, it just like clicked immediately. And it's like, it's just heaven. Because you so, just knew. Yeah. And we love exactly. Terry. When you dance in the car with him. Oh God. Lady Gaga. I know we want to get in the car so bad just to do a fucking one, but just drive around <laughs> the neighborhood. I know. I think we might we don't have a car yet. Cause I my car is uh. in Idaho and I plan to go visit my parents and then do it and then drive down, but um we can't exactly do that right now. So <laughs> maybe those are great videos. I love that. I mean, they, they are- all are. You're fucking fabulous. And I'm so happy for you, to be honest with you. Like, I know that obviously we don't like know each other very well, but like to see another human um, be so successful and have it be so well-deserved. And I know how hard it is to come up with characters. I know how hard it is to be funny. I know how hard it is to edit. I know how hard it is to like make things look visually stimulating. And you're just doing such a good job and you're like such an inspiration. You spark so much joy for so many people. It does feel like we've known each other for a long time. That's well, I did give birth to you. You gave birth to me. And also just like, yeah, I guess the first time, I think I feel like I talked to you like at least, was it like two years ago probably? Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. Oh my God. You've been- I tried to find budget to hire you for something so bad. And everyone was like, you're not paying someone to make a video. Like, I don't have like a big budget for all the stuff we have to do. And yeah. so, but all, I mean, all the gays in my office, I couldn't do it because I was out of town, but they all see you. Like when you came to LA and did your stand up, they like all went, they freaked out. Oh, didn't. And someone else, I feel like one of them like said something to you. That saw you somewhere the other day. Like you're a God to the gays. It was, in my it was on Valentine's day. What were you at Woon? Is that what it's called? Is it, it was, ch- delicious like Szechuan food? I think, what was it? It was like, yeah, it was like noodles and um, it wasn't dim sum. Why no, you it? went to Woon. I think I went to Woon. And they have like natural wine and it's so cute. Yes. Yes. It was in uh, Tavi. Yeah, your- Tavi works there part time. Yes, one of your angels came up and was like, I sent you a corset. <laughs> that was Tommy. <laughs> and there was nothing else. And I was like, wait, what? And then it was then obviously was then told to me what the corset was. I was like, wait, what would that have been for? And then it was my pink corset, which is just a He's so funny because he would never fully be like, oh, I work for LPA because he's like, just wants to, he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. No, he was, it, it was a very, it was a perfect LPA. <laughs> <laughs> like a few friends and my boyfriend and sister and they were dying just like, yeah, I just sent you your pink corset, baby. <laughs> well, daddy's feeling snatched in it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, it's so funny. Um, okay. One more question. I'll let you go. Um, yes. How are you feeling in the quarantine? I'm honestly, great. Okay. Which I hate to say, but I, I'm, I'm saying great in comparison to other people, I think there's like a bigger lesson here and that like, like my husband and my mom and I 
coexist and share a space anyway. So um, I think a lot of beautiful things are happening for people that are having like more time with their family than ever. And I say great because when we all first moved in together, the tension was extremely high. And there was almost like a power battle between the three of us. Like my mom has lived in this home for 40 years, had like just lost her husband. My husband is a very Italian man and wanted to feel like the man. And then I'm actually the one who's like very like getting shit done all the time, being super Scorpio. So it took us like two years to coexist in a way that we all are just like very happy with each other. And we have like boundaries and we enjoy each other and we sit down every night and have meals. My mom and my husband eat lunch together every day anyway, because they both already work from home. So I think there's like a bigger lesson here in like really understanding like family values and that like to be a family member with people who you want in your family to be close with, like that it does take a lot of practice. Like, I, I feel like I like actively practiced my relationship with my father. And yeah. that's why we were so close when he died. And and I'm also a big proponent of like, if you don't like a family member, like they don't make you feel good. Like you don't have to, like I have a, like I have a sister I don't talk to, but not because, but it just, you know, whatever. So I think there's like a bigger lesson to be learned in this kind of like quarantine moment. And I'm actually like really proud of us because um, we're a, you know, it took us a long time to get here and it's great. I love that. It's been really beautiful. It is this like time of, um, yeah, I feel like you start to feel, you feel how lucky you are in some circumstances of the fact that it's like, yeah, I do. I feel so lucky that I have a partner that I'm like, I do not get sick of (laughs) ever. Or, and I feel like, you know, our relationship is very honest and open. So if I did need like a minute, we could do that. So yeah, it just makes you feel lucky and also just like stress for the world. I'm <laughs> just like, I just, I, I know that so many people do not feel that and that stresses me out. So I think that's why I've made so many videos. I'm like, I'm trying to. No, and it's good and people need that. Escape. Yeah. But not doing it in a ditzy way, hopefully just more of like, I really, you know, cause at first I was like, is it okay to post videos right now? Like, does that, it feels so weird given like what's going on. And then it kind of dawned on me that like maybe people need that. that. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like the iconic, well, SNL is like my favorite. I've seen every episode a million times. I've, but like they did an episode. You should watch it actually right after September 11th. Cause they were like, New York city needs this. And it was yeah. beautiful. And it was everybody wants. That's why when people are getting really sensitive about certain things right now, we're like, when people are saying like quarantine jokes, I'm like, we have to just laugh at this. Like, you know, my husband is so torn. He's like not sleeping well. He cries every night before he goes to sleep. Like his country is devastated. Like his business, his factories closed. Like his investors are pulling out. Like, you know, it's, and we still like, I'm like, we're still blessed. I still have a job and we're working hard to keep everyone employed. I mean, everyone I talk to has a horrible story. Every girl I talk to on Instagram just got laid off. Like it's, it's devastating. And so I just think, okay. And the only thing that we can do is just like try to laugh and be fucking nice to one another. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's, yeah, I feel like on some of it, I, I went back and forth. Cause like, I don't know if I can, the Zodiac in quarantine. I'm like, I, I finally realized that it's like, okay, we can make fun of the quarantine aspect. It's just not the other side of what's going on. No, and no. I, obviously 
I'm not about to like, I've seen some references to what that is going on in that way. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that that is going to make anyone feel better. I'm not trying to remind you of, of, of that in like a sketch, but the quarantine aspect, it is just, it's so hard not to find it hilarious. Cause like this is just obviously has never happened and it's unprecedented. So it's like to not comment on it. It's like at a certain point, this is absurd. <laughs> this is, we are living in such an interesting time. So such an interesting time. But Kim, my girlfriend, Cameron, who has been my favorite is like coming up with so many business ideas and doing so much yoga every day. And she's like, I'm getting a revenge. I'm doing quarantine revenge bod. And she's just been like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh my God. And so then she said that to me a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I'm going to do that too. And I like lost two pounds because I've been working out. So. <laughs> Upset. Now I'm going to like go for a run. Um, I was okay. like, okay, cool. There's a, this amazing comedian, Megan Stalter. She lives alone and she's just been posting so many I have videos. to follow her. Lives. And it's like, it's, She's definitely making the most out of it, but I'm like, you're a fucking legend for doing that when you're just alone. Like, If I was alone in my 450 square foot apartment in New York, I would get so weird. Oh, I would have. It's fortunate for everyone involved that I am. In I don't mind being alone. I used to get weird and be alone for way too. Like I would be like, do a week or two alone. Me, literally me abroad just being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Okay, last question, and then I'll let you go. What would you tell your 18-year-old self? Oh, my God. To come out. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I probably would just be like, yeah, I mean, you are. And the thing that you think is so inherently, like, wrong about you or that you really want to change is going to actually be, like, the thing that you love the most. So, Mm. obviously, like, still come out in your time, but, like, I, I think you should definitely face it. Like, I... I do find myself at times, I mean, I feel really lucky. I love where I'm at right now. So I'm going to be one of those annoying people who says like, I wouldn't change anything and I really wouldn't. But Mm -hmm. there are times where I'm like, oh God, like I, I just feel so sad that I felt like I needed to do that when so many people around me didn't need me to do that. I just felt like I, I guess at a certain point felt just like there was no other. Yeah. What was not to get too personal, but were you afraid you were going to like disappoint your family or that they wouldn't be receptive or. Yeah. I think, you know, it was, um, I feel like as a youngest sibling in a lot of ways, which I'm talking about a lot. So clearly I need to make that. (laughs) Like apparently it's all I can fucking talk about. But, um, I think when you are, you know, you have a family that's very invested in your life. You, you kind of almost impose on them. Um, of what they see your life as going, even if yeah. they aren't saying it, but like maybe one comment they said a long time ago, you're like, oh, you want me to have a wife? That's, yeah. you know, so, and maybe that stuck with me, but I think, yeah, I, I really, if I try to think it, you know, it's probably just a bunch of little moments. And I think probably most of it came from school, not my family and yeah. I'm definitely my friends, but people in school and, in my next live show, I've kind of like started to like face some of that, you know, trauma. <laughs> There's really no other word. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I've had so many conversations with a lot of other queer people who, who face that trauma. And, and I think what makes me even more sick is that like, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like I am a straight passing white man. So mm-hmm. like, the fact that like you could, and that I had this experience, I'm like, I cannot even imagine what it's like for like somebody who is like, 
African-American and trans. Like I, I can't even imagine it. So it's like, I think sometimes that makes Italians. Sense. That's not a thing to be gay in Italy. Exactly. So, you know, it's just, Which I know I, some horror stories about that. Yeah. Like even in the U S like we, you know, we think it's so it's, you know, that it's like, it's moving and I think it is, but other parts of the world is a nightmare. Yeah. I just, um, I think about it all the time of like, what was the moment that made me think I really needed to? And it's probably just a combination of, of a lot of things. Little things. And David and I talk about that saying to our kids, like whoever you marry or whoever you fall in love with or exactly. your boyfriend or girlfriend one day. We were at, I had the, we were in Palm, driving home from Palm Springs one time and there's a really amazing gay bar in the middle of downtown. And obviously on Sundays it like pops off and we were driving home on a Sunday. We were stopped at a red light and my husband was closest to where the bar was. And he looked over and it was like all, it was, raging party mm-hmm. and all these like gorgeous gay men and like all these bears standing outside and my husband looked and to himself said angels oh my god <laughs> of how all the gay oh. men in the bar <laughs> oh. god I love him we really out here standing kids and I was like I'm so thankful that I married you <laughs> because just like what a gift to not have I'm just so happy that we're aligned in our thoughts for our children and that I'm not going to have to be a mom who's like, if you're gay, you can just tell me. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, it's um, it's fun also watching my siblings, like telling their kids, not that any of them are old enough, but like they say like Uncle Terry and Uncle Ben. And like, it's just, it's very, yeah, I mean, I love it. And I got my... um my niece this book where it's like these two princes marrying i'm like this is just i'm like obsessed this was like to give them a shout i think it's like the prince in the night or whatever but it was so cute and it kind of looked like me and terry so i'm like (laughs) i'm buying this for my niece right now and my nephews like everybody's getting that book but but yeah i uh that's adorable tiktok is obviously a lot but at times when i see like young out queer people I'm like wow this is fucking epic I know like Dwayne Wade's Dwayne Wade's daughter and how he was embraced that so wholeheartedly um he's now my favorite basketball player (laughs) like I'm like okay buying a jersey um yeah I mean I think it's gonna get to a point too where we don't celebrate like a Dwayne Wade as much because it's just like it's just normal but I think in this case, yes, I'm, I'm really, that made me so, so happy. And she's already just a fucking legend. So yeah, I think hopefully we're moving in the right direction. Well, thank you so much. Oh, this was heaven. For taking this time. I really do want to, we got to do some sort of LPA video. I've been like trying to think of what. Well, I stopped making videos, which is never, I'm going to be doing this until I'm like 90, but. Um, we should almost do like a Revolve parody. Oh, my Revolve Girls. Maybe at Coachella. (laughs) Maybe it's time. Maybe I'm finally a Revolve Girl. (laughs) Yeah, especially since it got canceled during the weekend that, dude, you got to do videos the whole weekend that Coachella's supposed, like you're there and no one's there or something. (laughs) You guys, well, I just did um, Larsa Pippen um, for my Kardashian video. When is that coming out? Did you, you already post it? It's on Thursday. I just finished shooting this morning. That's when my <gasps> she's my favorite of the random friends. She, I don't even know why. Well, I was watching an episode with Terry, and it was the one where she was like instigating this fight on some vacation, and I was like, "Wait, Larsa's a star." 
<laughs> well, like, she's in the next video. And then I just kept thinking of her being like, vibes. And just like this concept of vibes. Her voice, was, I love. And when you do her voice. So fun. So she is at Soul Cycle in the video and no one's there. It's obviously how we'll already have come out with when this comes out. So, but she's at Soul Cycle and she's like, this is such a vibe. Like, the vibe. <laughs> Like, they're not impressed. She's so fun. Yeah, I'm excited for this video. And fu- we, I love the food god, too. The way you do the makeup for food god is so good. He's in it as well. Yeah. Thank you. Amy actually <laughs> Yeah. It's a whole... There's a, this one is... Well, I, I... So I just did 12 characters for the quarantine. And then this Kardashian one, I think I've done... I did nine or ten. So my next video is going to be one character. I'm like... Oh, That's exhausting. Yeah, I'm like, this is not fun, but it's going to be worth it, I hope. I think people are going to like it. Everyone I loves know. everything, and anybody who says they don't is an asshole. Mm. <laughs> thank you. Home. Love you. Thank you. Mwah. Bye. <laughs> okay, baby, you ready for some relationship questions? Hello, everyone. <laughs> is that a yes? Yes. Born ready. Okay. This is from MB. MB? MB. Mm-hmm. Hi. Happy quarantine, she says. Oh, all the way from Colombia, which is so nice. Nice. I've been dating a lovely guy for eight months. And so now my question is, if there's any advice you would give for when that honeymoon phase is starting to finish and things are starting to slow down. Also, how do you tell the other person you need some me time when things are in this state? (laughs) (laughs) If you answer this, I'll literally scream, not joking when I say I love you guys. I don't know if this is more of an answer, a question for you. Uh... I think you're very good at being able to create boundaries and say when you need me time. So why don't you give her a little bit of advice about I that? I do feel that those kind of situation has to be managed organically. And it sounds obvious, but you don't want to either force any form of request, which it could be. It, it's physiological in a, in a relation that at a certain point, things are going to get It's not necessarily that intensity is going to go away, but things settle down and the relation will evolve. Love will evolve and the passion will evolve and the affection will evolve in something else. I will say coming off of that, when we first met, like our honeymoon phase was obviously like very sexual and intense. Yeah. And now... I, 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 we've like gone into a more like cozy, comfortable where we don't need to do totally, all that to prove totally, our love for, and it's totally. equally as special. Totally. And, 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 and exactly, exactly. That's what I was trying to say. I think that is not necessarily going to change in, in a bad way. It just I turns think, into a new I think chapter. You and B have to first work on yourself mm-hmm. and the perception that you have, um, accept that evolution accept that change. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. And I don't want to sound like you have so many ways to keep, to have happy, pick, happy <laughs> moment. Enjoy those. You know, sometimes it might be a surprise. Sometimes it might be. Try what, what I think we do very well as a couple. Try to find a special moment on an everyday moment. Yeah. That's what we, I think, do very well. Yeah, Try there's a lot of joy to, in like making him lunch or correct. buying something he likes or putting I, on a song I, I he likes. That, I think being that thoughtful in other ways. Of all the the expensive gift and 
places where we could go. I believe the best thing my wife was so thankful for was a dinner that we did at home. Yeah. I asked her to get ready, pretending it was a date on some fancy restaurant in LA. She show up, super dress up, sexy lingerie on, and the dinner was at home. I loved that. I fired on the, the, the fireplace. I put some pillows on the ground, a nice little gift. Some, I mean, it wasn't a little bit. Some flowers, a nice dinner, cozy, some good wine, some good music. We ended up to have, to, to make love on the ground. Oh my it, God. No, but you know what I mean? Like try to make, it doesn't need to happen every day. Yeah, make, no. Start to see for those special moments once a month. Make a, make a nice breakfast. Yeah. Or bring him something. Because our life got, went really from honeymoon to like very normal very totally. quickly. And totally. it's those little things every once in a while that really Correct. are so special. Like go to, now I'm, you know, like go to, to shopping together. Buy something funny for both of you. Like It's little things. And I think in terms of like finding alone time or like me time, like just say like, hey, I'm going to go get my nails done or like, I'm going to go sit outside and read a book yeah. or like Davide, you know, has like his little part of the house and like he'll go in there and sometimes he'll just be in there playing fucking video games. <laughs> it's like- oh, but Do your things. It's just huh? do your things and just start doing them and don't feel like, I remember when we were transitioning out of that stage and you moved here and I like didn't want to leave your side to go do anything else. And once we started doing that, I was like, oh, it's okay to like yeah. not spend every second together and you have yeah. to, otherwise you're going to kill each other. Right. And that's when I say that things has to happen organically. I don't know. Go find a new workout class you like and just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, working out is actually a really good one to have your own me time. Okay, next question. This is from um, DN, are her initials. Okay. Hi, PN, Davide. I made your carbonara last week, bought some LPA yesterday, and I'm drinking <laughs> organic wine like it's my job. <laughs> That's great. Okay, question. I am a serial monogamist for my entire life and have now been single for the longest period ever, a year. I think I'm ready to be in a serious relationship again. I know I'm partially motivated by fear of being alone. How do you know you're not running away from just feeling lonely? And how do you be intentional without wanting to find someone and not coming off as desperado? It's so crazy. So that's smart. That's a risk, first of all. Yeah. Um, there is nothing less attractive than a needy person. Mm -hmm. Either you need attention, either you need love, either you need sex, whatever it is you're looking for. Nobody wants to deal with a desperate person. My suggestion in this particular case is that don't find yourself thinking, oh, I am ready. That's, that's not a choice. Correct. That's something you're building in your mind. And what you're doing, unconsciously, you are setting up yourself for Failure. Failure. Totally. <laughs> because you're like, oh, I'm ready. Oh, now I really want to turn and date. And oh, I experience people at 40 that weren't ready. People at 50 that weren't ready. Now, I'm not telling you to just be a savage and enjoy <laughs> you being alone, but don't focus yourself on where you are at. Yeah. There are no steps, such, such a thing like, I'm ready. I wasn't ready to be married and taking a mortgage and I mean, living with my mother-in-law. I wasn't ready for that. 
Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I don't know if. No, that makes sense. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, so it's just, also, it's not a light. These things in life, they come when they're supposed to. So at this point, it's not, I'm ready for this. It's okay, cool. If you want to, I, I do think there is value in saying to the universe, like, hey, universe, like I'm open to meeting someone. And I think energetically, yeah. that's that's great. But I would say, and my advice is always going to be this, by the way. My advice is always going to be, enjoy being single for as absolutely long as possible because as soon as you meet someone that's your person, then that's it for the rest of your life and you're going to be dealt with a whole shit correct. show of other and, fucking problems. Correct. And, and, and also, I think the way you can practice that without being desperate, like you just said, without resulting desperate to somebody, generally enjoy it. Like, there is nothing bad on... Yeah, you won't come Freedomly, off desperate yeah. if you're like, yeah. oh, cool, if someone hits you up to hang out and you're like, I have plans with my girlfriends that night. Correct. Like, don't, you won't come off as, as desperate man, if you're not is, always fucking available. Do not a, always be available. Totally. Correct. I was about to say, as a man, there is nothing more attracting and sexy than a strong, satisfied woman. Ooh. And you don't need to tell me how you are satisfied. It's not that yeah, you just, go on a date and you say, oh, I got laid so many like times this week. Just put on your best self and and be attracting. You know? be, <laughs> be cool. I don't know how to say that. You know? No, I no, think, you, said, I think, you said it. I think today is very, I don't want to be, but it is hard to, to go around and meeting people. It's true. Yeah, right? but it, it is. Most of the time it depends all, you know, everybody has that friend that is not that, Handsome, but get laid all the time. You know, like everybody <laughs> yeah. thinks. Yeah. It's all about just being cool. Everybody grew up with that. Mm -hmm. Just act cool, man. End of, end, of the <laughs> end of our question. Just act cool. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.